welcome back to First World Solutions, the problem-solving show for people that don't necessarily need one. I'm Joel. I'm Oscar. I'm Tom. And we're here on this unseasonably sunny day, trapped in a dark room, trying to figure out all your problems. It's... Not the big ones, the little big ones. What have you got for us, Oscar? Okay, I've, uh, I've got one here from the First World Problems Twitter, saying, I had to wake up at 4am to go on vacation. I've done that. I think we all have. That's but the thing That's is how you I, get the cheap flights. Yeah, but, absolutely. But it's almost exclusive with the way that my dad books holidays, and it always ends in well, it ends, but it always you get to the airport. <laughs> it always ends. It always ends. <laughs> Well, yeah, time is linear, so yeah, that, that's that's a given. But it, it always results in you get to the airport for about seven or so, maybe, and all that happens is you spend three hours waiting, doing nothing, this rather is, than the one hour doing nothing. This is what really peeves me, is that, like, yeah, like, if you're booking really, really cheap flights and there are, like, six in the morning, yeah, you're going to be getting up at four, going to the airport, it's going to be great. My parents are just overly prepared. Oh, yeah. So when you do family holidays as a kid, you're like, right, everyone up at four, let's go, let's go. It's like, Mom, what time is our, is our flight? It's two in the afternoon. Like, it takes us maybe an hour to get to the airport. And they, they put on the thing, like, please allow three hours for check-in. You don't need three hours for check-in. No, I mean, particularly when you're flying out of an airport like Bristol, which is the size of, I don't know, this room. Near enough. It's, so I could hold Bristol Airport if I really tried. What, in your hands? Like, arms, I think. If I, like, really gave it a, like, I'm not a reach around. That's not what I wanted to say at all. <laughs> I don't think it wants that. Just seeing but... the breaking news in the Bristol Post. <laughs> You straddling the wall naked, like, I thought I could hold it. <laughs> but yeah, like anything that small as an airport, you really don't need those three hours to do because all that means is you're spending three hours going, I'm doing literally anything else right now. I'm trapped. Yeah, like they offer you so many solutions to that boredom while you're in the airport and none of them ever look appealing because you're too bored. Yeah. It's really weird, like, oh, do you want to go and eat? Like, no, I woke up at 4am. Like, I don't I don't think I ever want food again. Yeah, I don't think I want food again, but at the same time, I'm not tired enough to actually sleep, but I'm nope. not awake enough to actually do anything. Do you want to go to WH Smith's and buy a crossword puzzle? No, of course you don't. Because I bought five with me, you fool. <laughs> I am prepped for this whole trip. You think I'd turn up at the airport empty-handed? Oh, no. <laughs> So how do we fix this problem other than, you know, book later flights? Uh, I think we need to start with the airports. No more three-hour booking time. Five-minute booking yeah, time. absolutely. You get there five minutes before your flight and you kick up a fuss <laughs> if you can't skip the queue. <laughs> so but that's the system. Won't, won't that's there what now be expects. a new problem, which is the queue is just as long, but of people complaining that they need to skip the queue? Yeah, but that gives you something to do, doesn't it? <laughs> You can spend, You're not going to be bored. You can spend the journey just psyching yourself up for the impending fist fight you'll have at so the gate. Instead of spending half an hour queuing, uh, but allowing yourself two and a half hours time uh, where you could chill in the departure lounge, you will spend two and a half hours queuing and complaining and then half an hour of hurriedly rushing to your gate. But I'm okay with that because think how relieved you're going to be when you actually get to the holiday. I mean, yeah, but it's, we're it's still gonna, waking up at 4am. It's just a more miserable time. Uh, As a comparison, it's going to seem more relaxing once you get there. Though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think the way to look at this is if you're going to be going on a holiday in a situation in which you're going to have to get up early, you just accept that's going to be it. And what you do is you make either the process of waiting better or you make the holiday seem more earned, I guess. Well, there was that airport that was having complaints because people were waiting for their baggage and they just moved the baggage further away from the planes. 
So people spent 10 minutes walking to the baggage instead of 10 minutes waiting for the baggage, and they didn't get any more complaints. I mean, inherently, people are pretty stupid, so yeah. they, they will They want just... to do anything but wait. Yeah. Maybe the queue isn't the problem. Maybe it's airport activity that's correct. Okay. Maybe, maybe turn the airport into a maze. Like an actual maze. <laughs> like, like so, what, so you get through You need in. the three hours because otherwise you're not going to find I your gate. I see. So like the average time to solve the puzzle yeah. of the airport is about two and a half hours. Maybe leave three or so. Yeah, so when it's a smaller airport, you, you, you do away with the actual labyrinth kind of style and you focus entirely on riddles. Okay, right, okay. interesting. So maybe you like go through check-in and yeah. you just open like a small door and you're like, are you, are you sure my gate's through? Like, yeah, no, absolutely fine. And you close it and it's just a kind of one by one room yeah. with just like a piece of old parchment in the middle and you've got to solve yeah, the Yeah, and a the series bricks. of Roman numerals inscribed into the wall and you've got to try and, you know, shine a UV light on it to find your way out. Oh my, this, okay, I really like this because what we've done is we have not solved the 4am issue, no. but what we've done is we've made them want to get up at 4am. That's the thing, you could, you, if anything, want to get there earlier to give yourself ample time. Absolutely. If it's your first time going on a holiday, and like, imagine how much earlier you're going to have to get if you're a family, you've got small kids, you've got to try and, you know, navigate them through this oh maze. Oh my god, that's so true. Oh, okay. And it doesn't it doesn't change, obviously. It's one size fits all maze. Yeah, uh, so if you if you're a frequent flyer, you can actually afford to turn up very, very close to it because like you know this. the way through it. I, I love I love this sense of this like beautiful, wonderful, wonderful, mysterious labyrinth that you go through the first time and it's this incredible experience, takes you three hours. Once you've flown like five or six times, you're like, oh god, we've got to get there 20 minutes early to do the fucking maze again. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> they haven't changed it up in like five years. I'm not sure it should be one size fits all. I think the Children will struggle for one. Oh, naturally. I think yeah. you should have a an easy one for like first time flyers, children, families. A hard one for like the business frequent flyers, and then extra hard mode can be like our immigration policy. <laughs> <laughs> Solving a very complex political issue with locked in a room style mini games. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. The, the extreme mode is just a debate. You have to debate your way onto a plane. <laughs> That's less a puzzle. If or you can riddle. silver tongue your way onto the aircraft, you've earned your passage onto the plane. I think we've got to say that solved, right? Yeah. That's perfection. Airport mazes. And I'll tell you what, it'll, it'll cut out the puzzle book section at WH Smith when it, you're waiting to actually get on the plane because it'll be fairly redundant at that point. That is Why a would sacrifice. you buy a crossword? Yeah, when, when you you're in a crossword. <laughs> okay, that's it. There we go. Beautiful. Okay, we've made people want to get up at like 3 a.m. I, I feel good about you're that. You're welcome, airports. <laughs> okay, uh, let's let's go for something a little less high stakes because, you know, holidays are stressful. Mm. This is something a little nicer. Uh, so this comes from Feet Trifle on Reddit. It hasn't rained since I bought my cute new rain boots. What are rain boots? Does he mean Wellington? <laughs> I think they might, yes. Potentially, <laughs> potentially they might mean that. <laughs> that or their, their boots he bought from an old witch doctor guaranteed to help the rain come and he's feeling hard done by because he spent oh, a lot of money on them. Maybe he's I a see. farmer. Maybe he's a farmer <laughs> and he bought the rain boots as a way to boost his crops. Gosh darn it, these rain boots ain't bringing nothing. Where, the, where on earth is this farmer from? I don't really know. <laughs> Well, <laughs> but these rain boots sound from anywhere, I tell you what. Yeah. He's having trouble talking, his throat is parched. <laughs> <laughs> this person really went all in on the rain boots for like water, their crops needed everything. Like, this was a bad purchase. Everything depends on the rain, and that's why you buy, that's why rain boots are a good investment. He's got broken I rain boots. I love the fact that we've taken this left turn on this, but we completely ignore the fact that they're cute. 
They're like, cute rain they're, boots. Well, of they're, they're cursed they're magical rain boots, but they also nothing are adorable. Nothing that looks good and fashionable is ever practical. No. And this is another example of he that. He could have got the utilitarian rain boots that yeah. he knows will work, but no. Had to go for the flashy ones. Let's get little kittens on it. You want brown, grey, <laughs> muddy rain boots. Big why? soles on them. Yeah, I mean, why why go for the charming ones if you can get ones that are actually charmed? He clearly Ooh. went the wrong way with it. Take I mean, your rain boots back. Yeah. Get a refund. <laughs> Try again later. Get, Des- ones that, get ones that work. Despite being imbued with magical properties, I hear that they've got a pretty good exchange policy on these things. Yeah, honestly, it's, it's some of the best consumer protection laws are about old warlock trinkets. Although, how long is it? Because he said he's been waiting a while and it still hasn't rained. Maybe he's missed the 28-day window. Oh, that's very... What if he bought them in the middle of summer? And just suddenly the guarantee is just null and void. They were probably having a sale. I mean, it's the same with, you know, when you see jumpers on sale in the middle of July. He probably They, they were probably... But surely that's be, that would be discounted. when rain boots would be needed the most. Depends who you are. Like, if, if it's in winter, like, you don't need any more rain. No. If, you, if you're getting boots specifically to summon it, you need, you, you're going to be parched. Yeah, I think what I would say is I, I think consult the exchange policy which will probably be written on the receipt that you would have gotten when buying them. And it is a, it is a magic receipt, correct me if I'm wrong, right? Well, obviously. It's written in flames, Ooh. which you have to put out with your rain boots. <laughs> but they don't work, so you, your receipt immediately burns up and you can't return it. This rain boot vendor, huh? Really got it on lockdown. I'm taking him for a ride. Here. Yeah, just check your policy, yeah. check your rights as a consumer, uh, write to your local MP if the issue isn't resolved. Mm. And then failing that, your local wizard. Because I mean, really, probably more able to um, implant actual change. Yeah, like, that's like they're supposed to be on top of this. Really, that's what they promised us at the last Wizard election, but nothing really came of it. Yeah, so uh, it's a little popularity contest. Mm. I think we can definitely call that solved. I think we can call that addressed. Uh, we've, yeah. yeah. Okay, we've spoken about it. Is that, <laughs> is that we've given you, you know, a, an avenue to pursue, but you're going to have to see what their policy is. You got to put in the hard work here. We don't work for them. We're Who? just here to help. Oh, dear. I've right. got one that's all about time management here. Okay. From Janina. That's Janina Lap on Twitter. She says, I want to take a nap, but I'm expecting an important call. The struggle is very real. The struggle is very real. I have a lot of empathy for this question. Because you don't want to wake up groggy. No. For like an interview or a, whatever her call is. That's the thing. I'm assuming it's an interview. One would imagine if it's an important call, it's getting like an interview or important news from a friend or confirmation on something uh, it's you need to be sharp if, if it's important enough you're worrying about it you need to be there a post nap mindset is the least sociable place to be mm. mentally it's just terrible but then if you need a nap a pre-nap mindset is not great either well no because the thing is i don't honestly believe anyone ever needs a nap unless you pulled an all-nighter i think a pre-nap mindset is just a bit tired a post-nap mindset is completely like spatially displaced like you don't know where or what in the world you are after a nap. That's true, but you're crotchety before a nap. Crotchety's fine if you're dealing with like professionalism. You can stamp down crotchety. It doesn't alter the very core of your being. But when you wake up for a nap, it could be four days later. It could be like an hour earlier somehow. Like How everything. How long do you nap for? Are this you a is bear? the thing. I can't control it. I don't know what's going on when I nap. Like sometimes I'll fall asleep in front of a film on the sofa. I'll wake up and because like a different thing is on and the weather has changed. What year is this? What has happened? I just, it's the most disconcerting thing. And on top of all of that, you've got all the physical weirdness of a nap. So you've interrupted a sleep cycle. So you're kind of in a half-dreaming state. Your mouth feels like you've been chewing on cotton wool for like 40 minutes. 
made far Half worse if you've gone to bed with a mouthful of cotton wool, which mm. is just doubles so down on it. Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> Stop it. Helps the nap process. Like half your body is dead and or or like weirdly fizzy or not working. Like it, it's just the worst idea. I'd say never nap again. You, that's my corner. I'm gonna fight it. But if you do absolutely need to for whatever reason, my approach would be mind games. Whoever you're expecting a call from, call them before, and as soon as they pick up, hang up. Then take your nap. You'll have a missed call from them because they want to call back. And then when you wake up from your nap, go, oh, I'm sorry, I thought I was calling you. This will buy you some time. Um, what um, if you, but what if you wake up with like 10 missed calls and I, then a message saying, you're no longer required. Yeah, like, if you, it's an interview, you don't ever call first. Well, that's just because you never like tried dating, it. It's like dating, never call first. You have to wait it out. That's actually the one rule of dating. No one ever calls ever because you never call first. Uh, and both parties believe Assume that to be true. Assume they're the one that that rule refers to. Mm, pretty much, yeah. It never. It's the same with jobs. Now I The hear. other rule of dating is be punctual and wear a suit. Always, ladies. Do not take a nap in the middle of the date. No, don't do that. Don't it just send off a bad message. Don't like push your plates and cutlery off the table and just hunker down for a quick power nap. Like, the, How do we fix this problem? I, I mean, I'm gonna. Well, go Tom's ahead. gone with no naps. I'm, I'm, I'm eliminating one Harvard. So my mind was either no nap or no interview, and I think I knew where I went. But if naps are on the agenda, if there's something that can't be got rid of, I think we have to have an intricate timing system, a series of alarms. Uh, you're talking about like just regular interval klaxons to go off whilst you're mid nap. So it's so. so to be restful. <laughs> if you're really committed to it, you'll put up with the noise. This is the trouble. Every time I set an alarm that's not like the current shrill piercing one I use now, it just gets integrated into whatever I'm dreaming about. Mm. I think klaxons would probably do the same. You'd have to have something really fundamentally painful, like just a pair of, like one of those orchestral crash cymbals mm. poised <laughs> above your head. But then also it's like Zeno's paradox where no matter how small you make that alarm sound gap, they might call you in between those two sounds, yeah. so it just has to be a constant sound. Symbols <laughs> so, crashing constantly. I'm glad to see that you've come to my side of no nap. I mean, you're just making a cacophony of horrible, <laughs> horrible noise whilst napping. I'm not sure if that, <laughs> not sure if that helps. Them. You're just going to wake up with a headache and cotton mouth and, and, and no stuff. job. And yeah, and you've missed the call. <laughs> Because you're going to pick up the phone like, what? <laughs> oh, I'm well, sorry, I just, hang on, let me turn off my symbol array. <laughs> yeah, the person will call, you'll pick up, and all they will hear is symbols. <laughs> Assume there's something wrong on their end, and then hang up the phone. <laughs> it is one long klaxon. That's all they hear when they pick up the phone. <laughs> if uh, it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And if they can't make time for your naps, then you shouldn't make time for them. If you do a power play, so instead of calling them, let them miss a call, and then just fire one back, and just say, oh, sorry, I was napping. What's up? Just be upfront about it. If you're a napper, you've got to let the world know. Yeah, because you can't nap at work. They're not going to let you nap at work, so they're not going to let you nap on your interview. Who needs them? Absolutely. Get them. I mean, that seems like very flawed logic, but yeah. No, but on the other side of that, if it's a job that champions napping, and yeah. the reason you don't get the call for it is because you were napping, they'll go, this is the guy. I think we say that so. Be upfront about your napping habits. It's not. There's no stigma on it anymore. It's, it's 2017, man. Wake up. Moving on, this one comes from Samish Parade uh, on Reddit saying, I want to annoy the person tailgating me by driving slower, but I too am in a rush. There's a lot of inherent pettiness to this 
problem that I am a very big fan of. There's painless in all of driving. Yeah. It's it's just everywhere. It's a contest to see how much you can annoy someone else without actually annoying yourself. Or and, breaking the law. Yeah, or killing someone. That's pretty much it. Yeah. It's a high stakes game. It really is. A lot it's, of balls in the air. How many people can I just ruin the days of without actually injuring them physically? I mean, if we're just talking about the hierarchy of things, get a yellow car because every time anyone sees your car... They'll just be sad. Well, they're not going to be sad, but they'll be hitting each other. Like, that's that's a straight out of the gate good one, because you imagine being someone that drives a yellow car and just checking back your mirror every now and again, just seeing people hitting just each other in the back seat. <laughs> <laughs> Also, yeah. that... I realise that game probably is illegal. You're causing quite grievous bodily harm to the passengers in the back. Yeah. Well, no, but you never hit the driver. You never... Yeah, no, but, like, punching someone is still illegal. Is it? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it is. I think once you sign up to play Yellow Car... No one's signed a contract for Yellow Car. You sign it at birth. Yeah. (laughs) It's like original sin. (laughs) Everyone plays Yellow Car. Even those who do not know they are playing Yellow Car will at some point be made aware of their instance in the game. That's the thing, because the first time you get hit by Yellow Car... Just this, it's the same thing as driving pettiness. This thing just triggers in your mind of like, I'm definitely hitting you the fuck back. Yeah, and next time there's a yellow car, I'm ready. Ready and raring to go. That's my favourite thing, when someone got yellow card and they never got their own back and then they forgot the game existed for a while or weren't on a road trip and you can see it's like been 10 years and everyone else is having a chill time and maybe occasionally mentioning it. They are just desperately searching for a yellow car the Mm. entire journey. Yeah. You know, uh, friends, girlfriends, families all come and go because they aren't fully focusing on any of them. <laughs> Their eyes are always just sweeping the horizon looking for a yellow car that they can see and then declare loudly to someone they're with that it's there so they can <laughs> just... Ah! So they're on their wedding day, them. like, I take the yellow... Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Panics, just punches her in the arm, runs away. <laughs> also, Margaret, that's the first one you came out can with. Can you imagine if Margaret wore a yellow wedding dress? Oh, my... <laughs> <laughs> you just get so oh, mind yeah. flooded, you start screaming in the middle of the. <laughs> yeah. Be even worse if the wedding car was a mini. Oh, double points. How did you play it? Was a yellow mini double points or was it a null? Uh, no. Because I think there are regional variations. So basically, it was yellow cars, uh, minis, both of which uh, were a hit. If you yeah. saw a yellow mini, which let's be honest here is like a unicorn, it just doesn't happen. I never got the opportunity. I would double hit. I think we didn't. Do, we did. It was a. A reversal. Yellow was hit if you say it. Mm-hmm. Mini was hit if you say it. If you saw a yellow mini and you said either yellow car or mini, you got hit twice. Why? I don't know. That's Those were the rules I grew up yeah. with. The only one I knew about is the one I played with my sister, which is yellow cars uh, rules as normal. But if you saw three red cars in a row, it was the same thing. Interesting. So I think it just kind of winds out a bit because you go for a long time without seeing one, and you gotta, you just gotta punch someone in the arm. <sighs> So you see three red cards in a row and go, yeah, that'll do. And then you just do it as well. I think we've hit on something quite primal here. Is Yellow Car responsible for all of humanity not just breaking down and killing each other? I think Yellow Car is responsible for all road rage in future life. Because yeah? you're, you're on the road and you're geared to be violent. Yeah, it's, you've been trained from it's na- that might it's be natural association. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Leather seats just brings out something in you, and you're just like, oh my god. And then someone's behind you, bringing us back to this yeah. issue, tailgating you, and you just see yellow. <laughs> you just, you just, you just 
Seeing yellow. The yellow mist comes oh, down. Oh, seeing yellow, yes. Like the, I love the idea that someone just like comes up right behind you and you're getting a bit peeved and the driver just has like a 20 minute flashback. Yeah, what color headlights? Just in sepia headlights? tones, so, just to a childhood backseat fight. So I reckon, get out of your car, stop your car in front of them on the road, get out of your car, walk menacingly over to the door as if you're going to have some kind of physical confrontation, get into to roll the window down, punch them once in the arm and then get back in your car. I think... He'll, not, under, he'll understand. He'll go, okay, I had that coming. I yeah. would say exactly the same thing, but instead of an immediate punch, you just stand there silently waiting for a yellow card. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? Give it a minute. No, no, no speech whatsoever. If he tries to pull away, just put a hand in the car passively and then just wait. And then the moment a yellow card comes past, administer the punishment, move on, and you'll both feel like it was fair. I mean, at some point during that, the guy in the car has got to be realizing, oh God, I know what's happening here. <laughs> It's happening again. God, yeah, can you imagine if you pulled the power play move and stood outside the window for ages and ages, but you got got. Oh, what? Oh, he, he saw the yellow, yellow car, car first. Yeah. That, then you gotta, you got to, you know... Then you got to quit driving, I think. I think you just tear up your license at that point, right? Yeah, the, uh, the, drive, the drive boys come and take your license away. <laughs> the drive boys? Yeah, the drive boys. It's a whole separate industry to, like... It's quite clear I never passed my test. <laughs> Drive. <laughs> oh yeah, the drive boys. Like, do you mean the AA? Is <laughs> that what we were trying? Well, to they themselves about? are in a yellow car, so that makes it even even more complicated. Do you punch How? the AA? Ooh, I don't think you punch or, the people that are coming to give you roadside assistance. Or do assistance. the AA punch you? Do the AA turn up, point at their car, and up? immediately just go bam, yellow? Now, what can I fix about your car? Yeah, they actually waive their membership, the membership cost, because. It's, the people who work there do it for the sweet satisfaction of daily punching people in the arm. Oh, I love the idea that people buy a yellow car just so they can inflict pain on others. Just so they can point at their I, own car and just go, yellow car, Either every inflicting time. it themselves or just watching just spreading it. Spreading violence passively. Mm, yeah. It's very true. I think, I think we've had to have to say that's solved, right? Punch the dude in the arm, but only under the correct circumstances. Yeah, yeah. please follow think the rules. Think back to your childhood. Absolutely. Be safe out there. We got time for one more? Tell you what, one that's close to my heart. Uh, this comes from your worst day mayor on Reddit, who simply states, "My workout at the gym got cut short because my friends insisted on buying me pizza." Did they? Did they come to the gym with the pizza? That seems like a bad idea. I think I am foreseeing a circumstance where maybe this is like a kind of downtown gym, and you just while you're working out get a text from your friends, just "Hey, we're all at said pizza establishment." Come quickly! Oh, we we really want to we really want to order pizza with you. Oh, we really want to hang out. And you are there having to be like, well, fuck! I want to see my friends. I want to stay healthy, but also pizza. But I also would quite like to finish this gym. And there's just this horrible horrible balancing act that you need to do. I mean, I feel like coming out of the gym to cold pizza seems like what have I done? Yeah, completely counterintuitive. That's right? that's mm. pointless. Don't get me wrong. Cold pizza has its place, but not then. Not when everyone else has just finished eating it in its hot state. Like, mm. that's that's bad. How much pizza have they got? Could you finish your workout with the pizza? Indra, could you incorporate Because it's pizza? quite dense. It is. Just hold out a disc in front of you and do some, like, shoulder raises or something. This is, the, this is what I was thinking. What if you earn the pizza by incorporating your workout into it? So you have to do, like, a squat 
to go and have a bite and then stand up again. Like, just get like, your friends to hold the pizza at various angles and places around the gym. So you have to like r- do sprints to go and get one slice to the other. I feel like bringing the smell of pizza into a gym is going to alienate more people than it impresses. It's going to kill a couple of people. I yeah. think that's probably their breaking like, point. You think about the fat dude that's just started his New Year's resolution of going to the gym and getting healthy. He's just cut all fatty foods out of his diet. He's on a juice cleanse and then someone walks in with an actual pizza to the place he went specifically to get away from it. He's either going to have a meltdown or he's going to come and fight you. So if your friends turn up with a pizza and immediately get set upon by some big dude who's just trying to get away from it, you're probably not going to get that invite a second time. Probably not. However, what a spectacle you've put on. Oh, God, yeah. Like, that, that's really going to set some in. Make sure you hang out at the front of the treadmill. Oh, that's just cruel. And cartoonish. Also, how do you hang a pizza? Uh, you are, many ways. Fix it through the pizza, the, the hook, the pizza hook. If you've got stringy cheese, you just tie it. Then it's like a time-based thing You take as well. like the topping cheese off and then loop it round the pizza. Yeah, and then connect it back on to God. the stuffed crust. I like the idea of doing drop sets with pizza, though. I like that, too. You do a shoulder raise of a whole pizza, you put it down, you have a slice, now you've got a lighter pizza, so you can continue Don't even have to, out. like, put it down and take a slice. Just take the whole pizza, raise it up, take a bite at the top, and put it back down again. You have to call out the pizza place first and tell them not to pre-slice the pizza. You need a <laughs> solid disc of cheese and bread. Do you have... Can you call the pizza place and go, do you have the stalest pizza? Yeah. Do you have cheese disc? I need a, pi- I need a pizza you made yesterday. It has to but be suitable that brings for you back shoulder to your cold pizza problem. Surely. But it can still be warm. It just has to be old. Well, this is the thing. We've also only taken into account if you happen to be doing shoulder day. Mm. What happens if you're hitting legs or chest? Even how do you work that into it? Pile them up on your hands. Do the bench press really wobbly, like. <laughs> what? Well, so you hold a towering stack of slices in either hand? Yeah, and well, try I'd and keep bench the press up. boxes probably for this. Okay. One. I think for chest you have to keep the boxes. You pile them up, maybe six pizzas on each hand. I'm assuming you have a lot of friends. They seem they seem pretty keen to hang out with you. Right? So. Yeah, you must be a popular person. So they've brought their 12 pizzas in minimum and you <laughs> pile them up. Hey, do you mind if we hold our pizza party at your gym? <laughs> sure, that's fine. Sure, we, like, we were going to eat at the parlour, but we had to go and be, be near gym. We just ha- had to. However, it's 2017, so we need you to come to the front door, let us in through the capsule using your code so we can all come in through that point. But we'll only start doing the whole pizza thing once you're back in the main workout room. <laughs> Yeah, this is a logistical nightmare just to have some pizza. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've got to be honest. I love pizza as much as the next guy, but this is not worth it. I don't know. I, I still love the idea of working pizza into workouts because you get instant gratification. But mm. I, I'm trying to ascertain a way of doing it with legs. And when you mentioned boxes, the first thing I thought was box jumps. But then you're just going to slam through an enormous stack of pizzas with your What about like mighty legs. you do the... Um... The tire run where you have to hop from tire to tire. Maybe you just get the crusts of the pizza. <laughs> Once you've eaten the middle and you arrange them in circles, that totally normal way just... of eating pizza inside out. You you eat pizza from the crust in? Well, not as like a hole on the floor. <laughs> like you don't eat, you don't not cut the pizza and then start at the absolute center and work in a radius on saying, your way you'd out. Slice it. You'd eat each slice, but you'd stop at the crust because the crust is boring. Well, the crust is lovely. It's not the highlight of the pizza though. Like, no, no. I'm not arguing the crust is nice, but it's to dip in something else. You could save it and you yeah. could have it but after also, your workout. But also, crustless pizza would be a hellscape. Yeah, you need you need a border. Otherwise, how do you contain that? Yeah, how do you hold it? Pizza when, without borders. When do you say when it's done? Yeah. Also, I do I I do know of someone who does this. There's uh, someone who I'm a big fan of gaming wise, but he was eating pizza on a stream, 
and he held it in like a kind of weird Mr. Burns holding a wine glass kind of hand gesture from the bottom and ate crust first into the middle, which gave me just the heebie-jeebies. I couldn't deal with it. And he naturally got a lot of shit for that, but he had a good point to back it up. I hope his account's been banned. <laughs> Not due to pornographic, Sen- filthy content. <laughs> Sensitive content. But he, uh, he had a very good point about it and the idea that the crust is not anything, right? The crust is not why you get a pizza. The crust is the it's veg. Like, the crust is the veg. The crust is the stuff you have to get through to get to the delicious highlight of the meal, which is that perfect first centre bite, right? It's the best part. So you always end on the best part and you work your way up to it. Mm. It's logical, but... I agree with that in theory. It's so messy. But communism works in theory. Like, it just doesn't... <laughs> that, there's so many levels to that. It's like, what if you fill up on crust? And then all you've got left is delicious pizza that you can't eat. Take your communist pizza party elsewhere, guy. I think we've we've workshopped so many scenarios and we've had to ascertain that there's no fix to this. You either have to stop working out forever yeah. or never eat pizza again. I'm sorry. I know which one I'm choosing because I don't work out right now. So it's not a decision to make. Stick with the status quo. I yeah. honestly don't know where I would go. to. Th- I know where I'd go to pizza. Damn. You could work out in secret. It's harder to eat pizza in secret. <laughs> it very much is, yeah. I can smell the tomato on your breath, Tom. I know where you've been. <laughs> okay, I think that's what it is. We now have to say your new life is a pizza hound, but you've got to just work out in the back garden at yeah. midnight. When people come in, why are you so sweaty? I'm just, I was eating this pizza. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it. Yeah, you're looking like really ripped at the moment. This is all that pizza I've been eating. It's going straight to my muscles. <laughs> Okay, I, I feel like we can. I feel like we can call that one done. I'd say so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Choose, <laughs> choose, and then do. Have your pizza and eat it too. Right. All right. Let's move on then. Yeah. Let's do some butt better. We've had plenty of suggestions from you guys. Now we've got some suggestions from the top of our heads. These are things that aren't necessarily problems, uh, but things that we think we can improve. We think we can make them better. So I've got a hat here full of suggestions. Let's pick in. It's not that full anymore, really, is it? Okay, I've got a hat was full in, in the past. But it is not empty of it's suggestions. Not empty. I'm a hat, some full kind of guy. <laughs> um, Aren't we all? Let's see whose suggestion we've got this week. It's really tiny. Sticky fear, TM. Sticky fear? Sticky fear? Sticky fur? Who wrote this? Sticky fear. That's me. Chicken scratch handwriting. That's me. <laughs> you've got to, you've got to feel this one now. That's you've got oh, to wait. improv now because no. you don't know what it is. <laughs> this is the thing. I uh, I legitimately panicked because I had no idea what it was. It's not sticky feet. It's sticky feet. But I'm still struggling to remember what sticky feet was. Maybe this week then we should try and figure out what sticky wait. feet is with no context. No, it's okay. I can improv this. I can do this. Okay, okay. No, let's 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 hear about. Okay. Let's see what Tom has sticky, to say about sticky feet. Sticky feet. You got five sticky seconds to give feet. us an elevator pitch. Sticky feet. How, I've, right. I've got it. Okay. You've got it. Okay. We're, we're going to do it a bit differently this week. We're going to ask the questions. Okay. And you're going to answer them. We're going to do this like a proper pitch. Okay. Like interview this pitch. is a Shark Tank section. So. Sticky feet, who's it for, and it's why? It's for every discernible homeowner or renter who likes to keep a clean house. All right, I already see where this is going. Because mm-hmm. I was commenting on the dirty floor earlier. Mm-hmm. I think And I was found trying it. to think of a solution. A lot of crumbs about, but not enough to hoover. No, absolutely not. And the thing is, the hoover op- oftentimes doesn't get to all those nooks and crannies, does it? Sometimes it just blows it about. It's useless. But I'll take Hoover on backwards. <laughs> but, well, yeah, I'm just using a leaf blower. Just, why is none of this working? But with our elegant new 
patented sticky feet, you can simply put on basically sticky gloves for your feet. That for go shoes. over. So kind of, are your shoes sticky? Are your feet gloves? I don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> So basically, all right, fine. Imagine sticky socks, basically. Okay, right. So uh, yeah, gloves to your feet. The thing you wear every day, <laughs> socks, those things. Um, imagine those, but kind of the bottom is really very, very sticky. Uh, and you didn't simply, see that coming. No, not no. at all. You simply trample around the house, allow all the dirt to accumulate, right? Uh, like it does when you're cleaning anyway on the bottom of your socks. But mm. with sticky feet, they're disposable. They're one use, so you can just whip them off. The dirt is contained inside the inside-out sock, and then you throw them away. I've got a, a, a question for you about these. How okay. big are, are these just foot size? Well, they're going on your foot. Yeah, but so. do they don't have like a bigger... Like moon boots. Yeah. I think what we could do is maybe a flipper system. I think you've got to have a bigger system because have you actually thought about how many just feet width one room is going to be? You've, you've, you've cracked the sunk cost thing here. We sell... Flipper shoes, which are like two feet wide. Okay. Then you sell skins that go, like the big socks that go over them. They're one use. So you've paid oh. like 40 quid for your flippers, and then you buy like, And you refills. buy like a pack of 10, like a yeah. refill of the sticky so stuff. It's like the razor blade system. It so is. So you'll buy the handle, which is the, the flipper, yeah. and that will come with two skins, two covers of the sticky I feet. See. And next time you're in the shop, you're like, do I stick with the sticky feet or do I go a different way? It's like, well, I've already paid for the flippers. Yeah, I've already invested so much. I may as well keep going, right? Because it's only it's only going to be a fiver for another pack. Yeah. It's only like a, like a sticky Teflon film or whatever. That's fine. My next question is, Okay. is this something you wear just about the house, like instead of slippers or do you put no. them on to clean? You put them on to clean. You're like, oh, this is real bad, but it's in all the places that it will be awkward to get a Hoover to. Ram. Right. So it's Put like it's like on. putting on a pair of marigolds. It's yeah. it's a dedicated. It's not in, it's not usable for anything else. No, really. I mean we can we can launch. Uh, <clears throat> we can sticky, make... with sticky feet lounge, if you'd like the slipper variant. Right. right. So that's a more passive one. Yeah, that's that's more of like a. Do you want to keep the house clean now that you've used like sticky a little feet Pro? dustbuster? Yeah, essentially. Okay. So you could have sticky feet Pro, which is the traditional, like it's cleaning time. Let's go. Then you can also have uh, slippy feet. Which is the the slipper variant. It sounds dangerous. It yeah. really does. You need to clarify that slippy feet will not make your feet slippy. Slippy feet, oddly, will make it sticky. Yeah, okay, I need to workshop the slippy name a little more. Slippy sticky feet. Funnily enough, when this is coming up the top of your head, sticky sometimes slip. there's going to be business errors. Slippy sticky feet. Slip, oh, yeah, there's a minefield in there I somewhere. think s sticky feet pro shouldn't be the, the bread and butter... Version. Okay. I think sticky feet. Well, I, you this had it right. I think sticky feet pro should be more sticky no, and you can clean your walls. No, no, but this, wanna, this I, is my issue with this because I there's a reason why I said sticky feet pro was the original idea. It's because last time I let you do a pro version, this, we ended up killing everybody involved yeah, and making is, your entire kitchen wanted, a wet this room. This is why I wanted to cover. We have a real tendency to go to three levels of intensity on these. For once, I think we should just have a block product rather than having to have. Sticky Feet Extreme, which is like a spider's web that collects all the dirt in like, your house. Joel immediately went to, you can clean your walls with. Oh, fuck me for giving the consumer choice. <laughs> it's not about what they want, it's what we want them to want, Joel. <laughs> also, how fucking filthy are your walls with things that could get picked up by a Sticky well, Feet? Well, you'll only know once you get the Sticky Feet on them. <laughs> yeah. I, like, th I think that's the tagline for the pro version. You'll only how know. How filthy are your walls? <laughs> 
and people go, you know, I've never actually noticed. Like, but... It can't be that bad, right? And then the, the advert is just someone going, this wall looks fine to me. Someone puts one sticky foot on it and goes, oh my God, it's like, you know, the Silent Bang yeah. adverts. It's yeah. like, it takes it off and it just changes from like brown to just white. What? Hap- what? It's a different color. Like a portrait of a family member. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot about. I thought this was wallpaper. No, it's, it's all just, filth. Just like a clock behind it. Okay, you know what? Sticky feet, one product, but it's strong enough to go on walls too. Yeah, sticky feet, extreme. But like there's not there's not a sticky feet normal. It's just no, sticky just feet extreme. extreme yeah. That's just a boon to the advertising because you put some ex- some X's and some exclamation marks on yeah. it. A few guitar squeals in the advertising. You're gonna yeah. you're gonna appeal to the teen crowd. You're gonna make should people want to keep their walls clean. Should we just go with sticky feet X? Ooh. Yeah, people want to know what the X is for. They'll Absolutely. buy it out of curiosity. Absolutely, yeah. We d- we do need a tagline for it. I really did enjoy uh, how clean how dirty are your walls. Can we top it? I like how dirty are your walls. How, how, yeah, how dirty. Because yeah. it gets the people thinking. Yeah, it's, so, not, it's not a like, case of... That's a question no one's ever asked me. I think it's an interesting take on it. It's not how clean are your walls, it's how dirty are your walls. Mm. It's, it's, not, it's an assumption of everyone has filthy walls. I know, you're, I know you live in sin <laughs> and filth, but to <laughs> what degree? Until now, there hasn't been a product for them. So of course they're going to be dirty. <laughs> it's a hole in the market. <laughs> a foot-shaped hole in the market. Oh, that's perfect. Are we are we married to the to the name Sticky Feet? Any I like any Sticky other feet X. any improvements? Sticky Feet X is the guy. I did like Sticky Fear, but <laughs> that's a whole different. That's thing. different. That's like a Halloween episode. <laughs> we'll keep that on the back. We'll, we'll wait a few months and then just launch into October with Sticky Fear. All right, perfect. All right, Sticky Feet X. The bold new product. I'm I'm proud of that one. Uh, considering that it was the most panicked I've ever been as it got taken out of the hat. I think you dealt with that well. That I think so. Pressurized we, situation. We dealt with that well. For all your talk of a Shark Tank style pitch, after one question, we're like, and then we could do this. No, I just I I, I care too much. That's my problem. You get very invested, and I love it. That's what we need. I was ready to jump you, into bed with I, sticky feet from the game. <laughs> I was there for sticky fear. I was in. This is this is better. This is more. This is more savory. This way. We're a positive reinforcement circle. We absolutely are. There's nothing but positive vibes in here, and. A lot of sweat. Yeah. But clean floors. Because <laughs> we've got the prototype. And sticky, sticky feet. Right, I think that'll about wrap us up for this episode of First World Solutions. <laughs> if you've got any floors that need cleaning or... <laughs> yeah, we are, we're now just a maid surface, but we will... Entirely <laughs> foot-based maid service. <laughs> if you've got any other suggestions, any problems you still need fixing, any little ones, uh, we can be found on Twitter at FWScast, or you can just hashtag us First World Problems, First World Solutions, we'll find both. And uh, in the meantime, I've been Joel. I've been Oscar. I have been Tom. No problems. No problems.